0: your Bibles with you this morning and you want to turn there. I'm going to be taking some scripture out of the gospel according to Matthew in chapter 18. and We'll start reading it about verse 21. And What I want to minister on this morning is uh, the problem of bondage. Now you may be familiar with Matthew 18 and you may say I don't really see where that it talks about Bondage or slavery or indebtedness or anything else there in Matthew chapter 18. But Peter asks a very particular question here in Matthew chapter 18 about forgiveness. And I can tell you of a certainty that unforgiveness is bondage. That it binds you to something. And probably the most ponderous thing about unforgiveness is, is that you're not the one that did something wrong. That somebody wronged you in some way. You're not the one that did anything wrong. And yet if you refuse and stand obstinate and and just determined to not forgive somebody. I can tell you that that is going to come back to you in a bad kind of way. And when I preach this sermon, I have to look at Brother Jeremiah first and foremost. And if I refer to anything as, a, as kind of a generalization, I can assure you I'm talking about me because I know me better than I know any of you. And I can tell you that I've been a victim of this and that I war against it daily uh, of wrongs and things that have happened to me uh, uh, in my life, whether it be in, in recent years or many years ago. You know, it's, it's well said that a little kid, uh, any time that an adult is mean to them, they'll remember that the rest of their life. I can remember nearly every instance where an adult, whether I knew them personally or not, uh, wronged me in some way. I can readily recall that. Uh, uh, and yet I try and strive daily To forgive. And Peter asked this question, and I can tell you that when Peter asked it, I don't think that he was uh, uh, really thinking from the right frame of mind, but rather he was looking for a limit uh, so it would be that he could say, All right, now I don't have to forgive anymore. And it says in verse 21 Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Peter had a number in mind. He said, you know, seven times is probably about the maximum. You know, if my brother uh, sinned against me, do something wrong or something like that, uh, uh, how often should I forgive him? And I can tell you right now, if that were the case, then I should never forgive either of my two older brothers, nor should they ever forgive me because we wronged each other probably in one day's time more than that. But Jesus looks at him, and it's similar to what we preached on last week about, you know not what manner of spirit you're of, because that a lot of people would rear back and they would say, "You know what? this is unforgivable. They've crossed a line, and they've done this and they've done that. And I can tell you that you need to be careful about that kind of thinking, because if that's the case, where did you cross the line with God? Where did you go too far? You see that He bought us with great price. Christ paid out His own blood that He spent time uh, on that cross bearing our sins uh, not because we deserved forgiveness but merely because He loved us. And so Jesus goes on to explain to Him in verse 22, He says, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times but until seventy times seven. Now that's 490 times. Uh, and I can tell you that uh, if you go beyond that uh, uh, that's fine too. But what Jesus was talking about was He's saying it's a lot more than what uh, you would ever think, Peter. Uh, and I can tell you that Peter needed forgiveness an awful lot uh, during his walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, but the Lord goes on and relates a parable in this. And I want you to notice uh, uh, how that it is uh, uh, that sometimes we get forgiveness but we forget to give. Forgiveness. And I can tell you that more importantly uh, is to give forgiveness rather than to get it. Because a lot of times it's real easy to forgive somebody you love, isn't it? But what about the ones you don't care about? I can tell you that there have been people placed in my life for one reason or another. And to this day, I have no idea why that they uh, 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 were placed in my life. Because it seemed like that their sole lot in life was to make me miserable. That in business and, and ventures and things like that, there were some people that I encountered, uh, and, and maybe this is uh, a, a strange, uh, strange assumption to make, but it seems like that every time that I've ever encountered a man by the name of Ronald in my life, when it came to business, it would seem like it was his sole lot in life to make me miserable. To the point to where that any time that somebody introduces themselves and they say, I'm Ron, I usually kind of want to want to say, all right now, let's... Let's keep it civil here. But the fact of the matter is, I know it has nothing to do with the name, but these people, uh, they did things and it really bothered me and it took me a long time to get over and it really only took the guidance and the grace of God for me to be able to forgive them as I ought to be able to forgive. But notice what Jesus says here in verse 23. He says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now I looked this up and 10,000 talents is somewhere in the neighborhood the conversion rate if it was 10,000 talents of silver and it's widely held that that's what they were referring to somewhere between 15 and 17 million of our US dollars. But that is the debt that this man owed to his king. And he couldn't pay. It says in verse 24. And when he had begun. Or verse 25. But for as much as he had not to pay. His Lord commanded him to be sold. And his wife and his children. And all that he had. And payment to be made. And guess what? This was well within the king's right. Right. The man had borrowed the money. He had went out and acquired the debt knowing full well uh, what the consequences would be if he didn't pay it back. And I can tell you uh, that with sin a lot of times, if we go out and sin, it might not just be us that has to pay, but rather our loved ones. That this man put his entire family in jeopardy of being in physical bondage to somebody else uh, uh, because that he owed this debt uh, of let's go ahead and just say $15 million dollars That he owed this king. And it was a debt that he couldn't pay. And so his only recourse at this point is to seek mercy. And I can tell you that when I knelt down before Almighty God. And I realized that I owed a debt. That I couldn't hope to pay. And when it was that I realized that even if I were judged only on my best moment, uh, on the best day of my life, it wasn't going to be good enough to absolve me of anything. uh, And I sought mercy uh, uh, that what I found out was the things that I'd only heard about. Suddenly I come to believe uh, uh, that if we come unto Him uh, and we ask in faith believing He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And this king, it says in verse 26, The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Verse 27, Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now I want you to notice what the servant asked for versus what he got. He said, I'll pay you back, just give me time. He said, just uh, just be merciful on me. Uh, and, the, and the king was merciful. He didn't sell his family into, into slavery or anything. But what he also did was he gave him more than he asked for. Uh, he forgave him the debt. Uh, guess who had to pay that debt uh, when the king forgave it? Uh, suddenly the king said, I'll put that on my account. Uh, it'll be changed from this man's column to my column. Uh, and I have erased the debt. Uh, and I can tell you what a wonderful." fulfilling that is uh, uh, to have a debt erased in your life uh, a debt that you don't really uh, have the capacity and the ability to pay and for somebody to say you don't owe that anymore i can tell you that feeling like a weight's been lifted off of you really doesn't cover the half of it and so this man was forgiven and and, and turned loose he was free and clear didn't owe the king another dime It would have been wonderful if the king had just said, "All right, I'll give you X amount of time and you pay it back. But he said, don't even worry about paying it back. He said, consider it a gift. But I can tell you that we have to be careful about what we've been given. If if we're forgiven much, we should be uh, very thankful when we're forgiven much. And as the old saying goes, pay it forward. But notice what it says about this man. It says, but the same servant went out. And found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. Now, a hundred pence, based on the little chart I found, was about $15. And so that's about six orders of magnitude difference in what he owed the king versus what the other man owed him. That he owed $15 million and he was forgiven and went away very joyful, I imagine. But then he grabs another person by the throat and he tells him, oh, you're going to pay. You're going to pay every little bit of it. $15. I can tell you that right there becomes a problem. Now, the king didn't have to forgive him. And he doesn't have to forgive this other man, but it would be in his best interest to to be as forgiving as what the king was. This is a, a fraction of what the king forgave him, but it says, verse 29, and his fellow servant fell down at his feet And besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Now stop me if this sounds familiar. Just a couple of verses ago, he asked the king for the same thing. He asked for time. And what this man done, he had him by the throat, and the man fell down and begged to him and asked for compassion and mercy. But it says in verse 30, And he would not. But he went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Jesus, in an earlier chapter, and we'll not take time to turn there, and I believe it was in Matthew chapter 6, if memory serves me right, talked about not repaying evil for evil and blessing those that curse you. And doing good to those that would despitefully use you. That if they would smite you on one cheek, to offer unto them also your other cheek. And if they take your coat, offer them your shirt as well. And I can tell you that's hard doctrine. Uh, uh, Now some people would say, man, that guy's a fire and brimstone preacher. But I can tell you that Jesus came up with some stuff uh, that people would look and say, you know what, now that's hard to hear. And that's hard to do. Uh, But what He was saying is, is confound the world with good. Because what they expect is how this man treated the other man when he said, You'll pay, and you'll pay every penny, and if you can, I'm not giving you any more time, but I'm going to have you thrown into prison for $15 when he had just been forgiven $15 million. And it's so easy for our memories to grow short whenever it is that something comes our way that in the process of rearing children, that one of the things children seem to really center on, some more than others, is about fairness. And one of the lessons that I had to teach my children was that fair is fair whether it gives to you or whether it takes from you. And now what we find is this man, now he asked for something that really wasn't fair. He asked for a forgiveness of a debt of $15 million dollars. He asked it of this king, and that king was under no obligation. Now what fairness was, though, was that he should have had to pay, but he didn't. And then he turns right around to another man, and he looks at him and says, You're going to pay a much smaller sum of money. You know, and I've always heard it said, uh, it took me a little bit when I was a little kid to figure out what it meant. I'd hear dad or somebody say, it. well, you know, $10 ain't going to make or break me. I'd say $15 wasn't going to make or break this guy. That it would really, to his bottom line, it wasn't going to make that big of a difference. But the truth is, is what he had was the opportunity to forgive, and he didn't. Because it's real easy, and it's human nature to not want to forgive. It's real easy to forgive somebody that you love. I can tell you that uh, uh, some of my family have wronged me. That uh, uh, instances of people that I've encountered have wronged me and I love them and I forgive them and I put that behind me or I do my best to. But I can tell you the only point at which that you can truly forgive somebody is when you think about it and it doesn't make you mad anymore. And you may say, now hold on now brother Jeremiah, I should still be able to get upset about it. No, you shouldn't. If you've truly forgiven them and put it behind you, when you think or talk about it, you shouldn't get as mad as what you was at the time when it happened. Otherwise, you're still holding it against them. Because what I see is I see the record of my life laid before Almighty God and the misdeeds and the wrong things that I both done and said and thought, the things that I went and seen and listened to and suffered under the sinfulness uh, uh, that I was mired in. If somebody were to bring it up before God, God would look at the pages and say uh, that all that's there is bloodstains. They've been blotted out uh, and and thrown out of His remembrance. uh, That God's wrath has been stayed from it and no longer am I guilty and I can tell you uh, that the only thing that helps you to forgive somebody uh, is to take the blood of Christ and blot it out of your life uh, and to give forgiveness uh, uh, only through and by uh, uh, the grace of Almighty God because the, the problem is is a lot of times when somebody needs forgiveness the most from you that's when you want to forgive the least now don't get me wrong I'm not saying put yourself in a position to where that somebody can just use you as their doormat that would be absolute foolishness but what I am saying is you forgive and you may say well I can't forgive no physically we can it's not in our nature But those things come from God. And if we sit down and we beseech God and ask Him, help me to forgive like You've forgiven me, uh, I believe firmly that the grace of God will come in because there's been a few people that I've had to do that with. People that in business it seemed like, as I said, they made it their soul lot in life uh, uh, to try to hinder me and to hurt me. And I can tell you uh, uh, that they would say, well, it's just business. Well, to me, it wasn't because that was how I fed my family. And whenever anybody got in the way of that, I can tell you if somebody was to come and uh, try to impede your ability to take care of your family, wouldn't you get upset about it? And they didn't seem to care. They didn't lose a wink of sleep over it. Uh, To this day, they may not even know how bad that it was and the anguish that they caused me. But what I... have what I've done my best to do is kind of like what Paul told Philemon when he was sending Onesimus back to him. Paul said, look, if he's wrong, you put it on my account. Uh, if he owes a debt, uh, charge it off to me and I'll pay you back. Uh, that what I endeavor to do uh, is to try to put it under the blood uh, and to get it past me uh, and to forgive and forget uh, and move on. Because I can tell you when you can't forgive... You talk about being in bondage. Because you see, suddenly there's a debt that's owed. And you may say, well, brother Jeremiah, they owe me. They wronged me. They messed up with me. Why should I owe them anything? You owe it to yourself to forgive. (laughs) uh, Because standing before Almighty God, that unforgiveness will be like an anchor tied around your feet. Notice what happens to this man who doesn't forgive in like manner as he was forgiven. Verse 31 says, So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done he got told on. He had messed up, he had committed grievous acts against a fellow man. It says verse 32: Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant! I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Verse 33. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant. Even as I had pity on thee. I believe the king was looking at him and saying. You could have given him more time. You could have been patient with him. I wouldn't require you to forgive him. But it would be good. But Rather. The man held his feet to the fire, as they say, but notice what happens. Verse 34, And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. Now here's the real crux of the matter. Verse 35, it says, So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. This might be the instance where the clever lawyer that had asked Jesus uh, uh, leading up to the parable of the Good Samaritan, well, who is my neighbor? He may look and say, well, who is my brother? Well, I can tell you what, you better be careful about uh, definitions and just be willing to forgive. Have you forgiven those people that hold you up and make you late for work? Have you forgiven that person that uh, paid with pennies in front of you at Walmart uh, and held you up? Uh, Are you able to forgive the one that ripped you off, uh, uh, that took your money and didn't do what they said they were going to do? I can tell you that all of those things, uh, you may say, I am right in being angry about that. Yes, from the world standpoint, you perfectly are. But I can tell you that we have robbed God we have lied to God. Uh, we have committed murder, an atrocious act, uh, and yet He forgave us and gave His Son uh, uh, to pay our debt uh, uh, that He wrote it off uh, uh, and charged it off to Jesus Christ. And the least we could do is when somebody wrongs us to forgive them of their trespasses. I asked a person a question one time. They had a mother that mistreated them all of their life a mother that had lied to them for years and exploited them used them continually i bore witness to a good deal of it myself i was astonished at it and yet this person was always patient with their mother always helping them whenever that they had been mistreated throughout the entirety of their life And one day I looked at them and I said, how? How in the world can you do this for them? After all that they've done, And I listed off the transgressions that I knew about. They told me, they said, you don't even know the half of it. What you know about wouldn't even cover one-tenth of what they've done. And probably I can't remember it. they said. I said, well then why? why are you all the time you drop everything to help? You go and you take them and, and you really aggravate and suffer for them. Why? Why would you do that after all that they've put you through? And then their argument, I couldn't, I couldn't see past. I couldn't see any way to blunt their argument because they looked at me and said, it's my mom. And she loved me. You see, it's not whether or not they deserve it. It's whether or not you're willing to give it. That Jesus Christ's mandate for all of us uh, was to love. uh, And to love unconditionally. And I can tell you, unconditional love is hard to come by. But the only instance that I can readily see unconditional love uh, uh, happening in most people's lives is between parent and child. Maybe between husband and wife, I don't know. I would like to think that I love my wife unconditionally, but fortunately it's never been put to the test, so I don't know. But what I can tell you is that those that you love, they're easy to forgive, or they should be. Those that you don't love, though, we need to place an importance on their forgiveness as well. Because we weren't worthy of the forgiveness that we got in Jesus Christ. We weren't worthy of His patience his long suffering. And we definitely weren't worthy of his grace. But yet he gave it. Why? Because he loved us. And I can tell you this morning. That the world out there. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve the forgiveness. But neither did we. You think about that the next time. That you want to react just like the world reacts. Remember if that was the case. And we only got what we deserved. We'd every one die and go to the devil's hell. Everybody sitting here today is not so good that they don't need a Savior. I can tell you that we need need to never think that. Because a lot of times whenever we get a good distance away from our own transgressions. And see only other people's transgressions. We find that we judge rather harshly. And I've talked with other ministers about this. uh, had several ask me about that. And I've told them, I said, I always err on the side of love and forgiveness. A lot of people would say, well, you know, Brother Jeremiah, now there are certain things that uh, uh, you don't have to forgive. And Maybe they could make a pretty good argument about it. But I told them, I said, all the things that I did in my life, God forgave me. He saw fit to do it. And not just forgave, but continues to forgive daily. You know, when Jesus related the, uh, uh, the disciples' prayer... To them, And I believe it was, uh, let me see if I can find it here, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Notice what he says, it says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is in, in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That he mentions forgiveness. And the way that he puts it, he says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Why would he mention that when he says pray in this like manner? Pray this way. Rather than, well, you know, just forgive if they deserve it. Because He's saying, look, you've been forgiven much. Be willing to forgive much. Let's everyone stand and get a song.